Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast. You guys get me today. Solo episode, Lord only knows what number. Um, And today what we're going to dig into is how do you find your purpose? And you know, I created this podcast from a place of really obsessively trying to figure things out in my life, whether it's overcoming Lord knows, like an addiction, an eating disorder, um, parenting struggles, like, you know, anything in my life, I obsessively like just have this desire to just figure it out and overcome. And I think that deep seated desire also comes from if I can figure this out, I can help somebody else, right? So that's my hope today um, that I can kind of help you get some clarity if you're in that season of just struggle and, you know, lack of clarity and going forward and looking at your life, kind of thinking, what in the world, where am I going? What's next? What am I doing? What's the point of all this? And this really stems from obviously my own season of that, right? I did a podcast, um, gosh, probably back in June, it's titled 100 Waves. And that's a really good um, episode to go back and listen to if you're kind of in this season. It's just another way of looking at it. But I just got home from an amazing trip in San Diego, California. I actually used to live there in my early 20s. It's where I got sober. And it was just a dream trip. I have dreamt of bringing my children to California since the day they were born. Um, we were just about to do that when COVID hit. And so this, it finally happened, right? It finally happened. And I got to show them all the places that just break my soul wide open. And what happened was I, I actually flew in a few days early just to see my old friends. And so many of the conversations that I had with those friends were this topic, right? People were um, super just struggling with like that season of life with, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure where I'm going. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing professionally and what I want this to look like. And I'm like, I can help you because I just went through this season in my own life. And there were certain things that happened for me in this process that were pivotal, that changed everything that gave me those moments of clarity and gave me the gift of kind of figuring out what was next for me. And so I want to give you three questions today to ask yourself that changed everything for me, but also two kind of insights that if I hadn't experienced those, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten the clarity that I was looking for. And I, I just, gosh, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be in that place of life where you just kind of feel like, you know, it's monotonous and you're not fired up about anything and you don't know what the future really holds and you don't know what the future looks like and you don't know what you want and everything is just muddled and not clear. And it's not a fun place to be. But I will say this before we dig into the specific content of today's episode, it is a process. It is a season and you can't arrive at that clarity without going through the season of kind of like excavation, right? Looking at your life, thinking about things, doing different things. Like you've got to do the work. And I probably spent, Lord knows, 12, 18 months, maybe even, yeah, probably 18 months trying to figure it out. And I I thought that I would kind of arrive at this place where I was like, oh, 
I think this is it. And then after a couple months, I'd be like, no, I don't think that's it either. And so 18 months, you guys, of reading ferociously, right? Like devouring different personal growth books, listening to podcasts, going to seminars, talking to coaches, talking to people. You've got to do that work, right? You can't just stare out a window and figure it out. Like you got to dig in and, and do the work. And that's what I always want you to gain from this podcast is actual like work and growth. Put pen to paper. Don't just listen. Don't put pen to paper if you're driving. But (laughs) after the episode, go back and reflect on the things and the tools and the techniques that I'm giving you because that's really what this podcast is about. It's not just for you to passively listen to. So uh, let's dig in. I'm going to I'm going to bring up these three questions that came to me over time in one way shape or form over these 18 months, but these were the three things that really allowed me to like just kind of move by leaps and bounds forward on this path of of figuring it out. And so the first one is what lights you up? I I spend time And this feels really good, guys. And we've got to do the things, right? Law of attraction that just feel juicy, that feel good to us. And so the exercise is actually what feels good to you? What lights you up? And I want you to think wide and I want you to think deep and I want you to think broad anything and everything, right? Like, is it certain weather that lights you up? Is it is it um, you know being on a being on a boat, being on a private yacht, being um, flying first class, or is it you know being in church and and settling into prayer and being in conversation with God? Is it sitting at a baseball game for me? Definitely one of my happy places is sitting at whether it's a major league baseball game or watching my son play, watching my daughter dance, you know, sitting over dinner with like two or three people and just having insanely deep conversations about what life is really all about and the things that matter most. Like those things fill my soul. Um, So anything, there is nothing, you can't do this wrong, right? There's nothing that shouldn't go on the piece of paper. If it excites you, if it lights you up, then write it down. The other side of this is recently I've actually written down, um, I've kind of drawn a line down the center of the paper and I've also included the opposite, right? Like what are the things that don't light me up? What are the things that I'm experiencing in my life that are kind of what I call contrast? And maybe I go to a party and it's superficial and everybody's talking about everybody and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like draining me to no end and this is not filling my soul. I will write that down right? Because I need to do less of that and I need to do more of the things that fill my soul. So getting that clarity on what what's going on in your everyday life, right? That is not lighting you up. Got to do less of that. What are the things that are going on every day in your life that are lighting you up? Because our life is made up of the days, right? Our days are made up of the moments, And we control our time. I know it doesn't feel like we do sometimes, but we do. So we have to spend more time with the people in the places doing the things that fill our soul, right? And we need to take out and do less of the things that are not filling our soul. I mean, it's as simple as a perfect example is like the people in your life, right? Sometimes we don't take the time to take stock of 
the people and the relationships that kind of drain us, to put it mildly, and the people and in our life that like maybe we don't see them that often, but God, when we see them, it's like we're on fire, right? Well, we need to pursue that. We need to pursue more time with those people. And that takes effort. That takes a conscious effort to, you know, put put more lunch dates or beach walks with those people in your schedule to create more time to have those experiences with those people that light you up. So take stock of that. What is it in your life? Just draw a line down. You you can do both of these sides or just one. The one you're definitely going to do is what are the things that light you up? What are the things? Who are the people? What are the places? What are the activities? What lights you up? And and this is really interesting because I actually, I remember being in this season, really, it wasn't a season, I was just in my early 20s. I think that's everybody's season in their early 20s where they're like, what am I going to do with my life? And I was living in San Diego and I was talking to this like insanely high level, high performance, successful coach. And he, he asked me, he's like, well, what did you like to do when you were like five or six? And I was like, what does that have to do with what I'm doing with my life professionally? And I look back on that and I'm like, it has everything to do with it, right? What are the things on a soul level that I find joy in? that I love to do. There are no wrong answers, right? If you go back to your childhood and you're like, oh my gosh, I loved building forts. Well, you might become an architect, right? Like there, there is connection there. There is absolutely connection. So what are the things that light you up? If you're looking for some more in-depth training on mindset practices and how to create your vision, how to reverse engineer your goals, how to craft your morning process, all of the things that I'm super passionate about, you guys, the Rise Up course is where it's at. It is literally my lifetime, my mind in a course, every single tip, strategy, and hack that you could possibly ask me about is in this course. So jump into the show notes right below and you'll see the link for the Rise Up course and my Rise Up planner, and you guys can rise up with us. And what are the things that do the opposite? Where is that contrast? What do you need to to do less of? Another question that I just shared actually in um, a keynote speech that I gave was, and this comes from Glennon Melton, and this is just, again, it's like a tweak on the same question, but the shift it phrases it differently and you come up, you know, I always say, Tony Robbins always says, ask yourself better questions, you get better answers. And so this question is question number two, what are you envious of in others? Because often we need to go where we're envious. And that's what I always say is go where you're envious. And what I mean by that is this, I might look at somebody who is, and I'm going to use this example. I don't necessarily want to write a book, although I do think that's in my future. But if I was sitting here struggling, unhappy with my life, and then, you know, I see some girl on Instagram that's written a book, she's a published author, and, you know, her story is impacting thousands and millions of people's lives, and she's on she's on the circuit and all that stuff, and I'm like, ugh, you know, I'm jealous, That is a clear sign to me of what I actually need to be pursuing in my life. I'm jealous and I'm envious because I want that for myself. And here's here's the real flip. When you realize this, 
it be it goes from a negative emotion of jealousy, right? That feels really negative, that feels really heavy, that feels really kind of dark to oh my gosh. Thank you God, thank you universe for showing me, for giving me this exact person front and center on my Instagram in my life wherever it is. And you're showing me exactly where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to pursue, right? A lot of times if you're envious of, of someone's income, right? I mean, I think that's a super common thing. That doesn't mean, that doesn't, it, it shouldn't make you feel less than and, and negative about your own state. What it's showing you is, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to go go chase that. I'm supposed to go get that because I want that lifestyle. I want that freedom. I want that life that that larger income is providing that person. And I'm supposed to go create that in my life, right? That should be exciting, not this dark negative experience. So question number one, what, what lights you up? What do you love? What do you, the people, the places, the things, the experiences? Question number two, where do you experience envy? Where do you experience jealousy? And I want you to chase after that. All right, question number three. This was, this seems so like common sense, just duh, when I think about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this question really changed everything for me. So I was on a trip to El Salvador earlier this summer and I was really going to a place where it was like yoga, surf, you know, you're detaching from your life. You're, it's a great place to contemplate what the heck you're doing next in your life. And I messaged some really kind of high level key players that I'm you know, friends with in the personal growth world. And I messaged three of them the same thing. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but said something like, you know, hey, I just wanted to reach out. I've been really stuck for the last 18 months. I kind of don't know what's next. And I'm trying to figure it out. I've been trying to figure it out. And I can't figure it out. Like, do you have any advice, any guidance, like what you got, give it to me, because I'm willing to do the work, right? And one of them responded with this. He said, well, Moira, what do you want to be doing in five or 10 years? What do you want your life to look like? And I was like, uh, oh, and here's, here's the like major aha. And this is what I was talking to one of my girlfriends in San Diego about when she's like in the same spot right now. We so often when we're trying to figure out what's next, we're trying to figure out what's next, like next month or next, you know, in the next six months, like what's the next move I'm going to make, right? Am I going to change positions? Am I going to get a new job? Am I going to move in the next six months? We're not looking far enough out to ask ourselves, who, who knows where the path is, how the path is going to unfold in the next month, six months, year, two years. But what do you want life to look like in five years? What do you want to be doing? How do you want to be spending your days? That question, and it really, it's five to 10 years. Where do you want to be in five to 10 years? What do you want to be doing? Because where you want to be in five or 10 years, that's what dictates your next decision in the next week or month or six months, right? And I didn't know the answer to that, but it got my wheels turning in a place of, of a new place, right? Instead of thinking, what should I do next? Maybe I will create this membership. Maybe I will do this mastermind. Maybe I will blah, blah, blah. 
those immediate decisions of like what is next and where I was getting stuck weren't necessarily at all going to lead me to where I actually want to be in five or 10 years and what I actually want to be doing. And so ask yourself that. What do you want to be doing in five or 10 years? What do you want your life to look like? How do you want to spend your days? And when you go that far out, you start to be able to make more immediate decisions that get you to that place five or 10 years out. Does that make sense? Yeah? All right. So those are your three questions. I'm going to go over them one more time. What lights you up? You can also do the opposite. What doesn't light you up? Where's the contrast in your life? Number two, where are you envious? What are you jealous of? Who do you, you know, desire to be? Number three, where do you want to be and what do you want to be doing in five or 10 years? Such incredibly powerful questions. All right. I want to give you now the two things that really, really, really just were the things, the catalysts that kind of got me over the edge of like, oh my gosh, this is it. So number one, I was reading um, Ed Milet's book. I think it's called The Power of One More. And I love Ed Milet. If you don't know him and follow him and listen to his podcast and read his books, like please run and go do that because he's just one of the most incredible human beings in the world. And I was reading this book when I was in El Salvador and he was talking about, and I, I always hate to put money and numbers on things, but in the book, here and there and everywhere, the number 100 million kept coming up, like 100 million, 100 million, 100 million. And it was kind of like talking about what's possible for all of us. I believe that wholeheartedly. But I had never thought that big for myself. And I'm not saying I want to go make $100 million, right? Um, but I had a ceiling on what was possible for me. Because my belief was what is next is maybe what? I mean, again, I wasn't thinking in terms of income, but subconsciously I'm thinking maybe I could, you know, earn some income doing this. Maybe I could earn some income doing this. But I hadn't thought of taking the ceiling away and thinking if anything was possible, which it is, and I know that, if you could go out there and create anything, do anything, anything, be at the top of your game, make a hundred million dollars doing what you love, what would that be? And the second I took the ceiling off and started thinking in all possibilities, I started to think of things that in 18 months of trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do with my life next, and, and don't get me wrong, coaching's never going away. It's coaching, right? I'm always going to be a coach. I'm always going to do this work. It's just kind of in, in what capacity. When I started to think of, in terms of limitless possibility, I started to think of things that had not even punctured my consciousness in 18 months. So you have to raise the bar of what's possible. For me, it was the number. It was the dollar amount that allowed me to think, what could I do and earn $100 million? And I started thinking things that like, again, weren't even in the realm of consciousness. And again, I don't want to make $100 million. You know, you might not have those income goals, but it allows you 
to open up the doors to things that you are not thinking of yet. All right, so here's the second thing. And this is key. This was a huge part of the conversations I was having in California. You know, I'm talking to my girlfriends that are in that heavy place, that stuck place, that place of like, gosh, I'm just trudging this road and I'm trying to figure it out and maybe this and maybe this and it's a struggle. And I was able to say, you're never going to figure it out from that place. I did it for 18 months. That, that season, you got to go through it right? You have to walk that road, but you also have to get to a place where you're finding your bliss and you're finding your joy. And that place for me was El Salvador. And I'm not saying, and everybody needs to go on, you know, a trip somewhere out of the country to find their bliss. You can find it by, you know, walking out your door and and walking in nature, walking in the woods, walking down the beach. But I had to get to this place where I wasn't struggling to figure it out. I didn't go to El Salvador to figure out what I was going to do with my life. I went to El Salvador to go on a trip with my best friends, doing what I love, being in a place in the world that just cracks my soul wide open. And I was not trying to figure it out, right? I mean, I had asked, you know, like my friends like, hey, I'm trying to figure this out. It's been 18 months. I don't think anything, any magical moment's going to all of a sudden, you know, lightning's not going to strike and I'm going to figure it out on this trip. But, you know, it was just kind of where I was. But the difference was I wasn't hammering at the problem, trying super hard to figure it out. I'd let it go. It was in my subconscious mind, right? I was like, I don't know what's next. We'll figure it out sometime. I was in El Salvador I was, I remember saying to myself completely unrelated to this topic, I like had showered after we'd surfed all day and I was like coming downstairs or, you know, and to eat dinner. And I just remember thinking to myself, I feel more like me than I think I've ever felt in my entire life. And that goes back to question number one, right? What lights you up? What makes you feel amazing? And instead of going to El Salvador once, I'm like, oh, this is a place for me that brings me to life, that makes me feel more like me, right? No makeup, no shoes, like bathing suit most hours of the day, in the water, you know, like, it's just, it's my bliss. And from that space, from that space, the answers come. And it was like clear as day for me, 18 months of struggle, 18 months of trying to figure it out, 18 months of asking myself all these questions, doing all this work that I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just sitting there reading a book and kind of thinking off into the distance. And all of a sudden it was like, I always think of like a droplet from above, just like into my brain. And I was like, where, where did that come from? I haven't thought about that. It's not like I've pondered this move for 18 months and now I finally made a decision where I'm going to do it. It was like magic. It was like, that's it. So yes, do the work. Yes, ask yourself the questions. Yes, read the books, listen to the podcast, do the work. But then there comes a point where you got to let it go. You got to let it go and you got to go find joy. And you've got to go find peace. 
And when you are in that energetic space, the clarity will come. You know, when I coach um, coach coaches, so often, like all the time, they will get on a one-on-one call with me and they're stuck and they're struggling and they're looking to me for guidance and answers and, you know, do this, do this, ABC, you know, give me the process, give me the solution. And I can give them that. But, and I do, but then I also say, I remember one of the first conversations I had where my coach was like, wait, what? And I was like, okay, so you're going to go do all that. And, you know, this is the solution. This is the path. This is the exact roadmap I want to give you for success. But I actually want you to go ahead and shut your laptop and shut everything down and go kite surfing. She's a big kite surfer. And she's like, wait, I I thought you wanted me to work hard and talk to more people and do all the things and hustle. I'm like, yeah, but it, it doesn't matter how hard you work and how hard you hustle. And the, you you can't find success from doing more if you are anxious and frustrated. You are only ever going to find success from alignment, from a good energy space, right? So go kiteboarding for an hour. Go freaking have a blast. Find your joy. Light yourself up, right? And then come back. And then dig into the work. So that's it in a nutshell, guys. Three questions, two, I don't even know what you want to call them, but, you know, just raising the bar on what's possible. Get into your bliss. Find your joy because that is available to you now. That's the thing I want you to know. I did another podcast called You Already Have What You Want. The things that we're seeking, yes, we want to figure out what's next. Yes, we want to figure out what we're doing with our life and where we're going professionally and, you know, all the things. But the joy that you think you're actually going to get from that accomplishment or that next step is 100% available to you right now. Every feeling that you want to find in an accomplishment is available to you right now. More love is available to you, more happiness, more joy, more bliss, more peace, more spiritual connection. You don't need to go accomplish something to find that. And I get that I'm saying this is a whole podcast. I'm finding what's next. But you got to find it now to be able to figure out where you're going. All right, guys, I would love to hear back from you on this topic. I love getting your messages back after these episodes. And just, it's so funny how many messages I get back on Instagram that are like, I'm sorry, this message was so long. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Like, bring it to me. I want to hear it all. So message me, let me know your thoughts. Let me know where you're at. I can, I can give you some guidance one-on-one. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. And you are also in for a huge treat next week on next week's episode with our guest speaker. So tune in then and we will see you next Monday.